sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is a beautiful community where we talk about the universe, spiritual teachings, design, our creative expression, and so much more. And we also have meditations on the podcast and an upcoming meditation membership that's going to be available on the new site coming very, very soon. And if you're interested to know more about this and all the goodies that I'm creating for this membership, check out the details in the description. And I'll be sending out a notice for this as well. It's coming up real soon. But I want to keep this intro short and sweet today because we have such an epic conversation for you. And also to announce that this is episode 100. So we have made it to episode 100 and I'm so grateful for the community that has been built here and all of the guests that I've had on this podcast. Every single one of them has been just such an amazing experience to share stories and have these conversations. I always like to describe the podcast as if two friends are hanging out in the desert talking about the cosmos and the universe and all of the cool things that you get into when you're, you know, in friendship and can really just um, share things from the heart. So that is how I like to describe the podcast. I feel like we've done that here and brought so many incredible guests and interviews, solo episodes, and meditations. And meditations are another way that we just expand the community and allow you to go deeper into your spiritual practice. So on today's episode, we have Estefania Lopez. She is a beautiful yoga teacher from Germany, um, and she is the creator of the Honey Method, which you'll be hearing more about in today's episode. We go into her background, her journey, how she discovered yoga, the surrender, and what it took to eventually become a yoga instructor, creating her beautiful Honey Method, and what that means to her, and really becomes the through line of today's episode, this symbolism of honey, and what it means to embrace honey and also embrace the chaos, a term that she loves to dive into, whether it be on her yoga mat in her classes or through her beautiful journal um, and calendar that she has for purchase, embracing the chaos. And she embraces the chaos in everyday life and what that means to her and how we can use all of that and movement and these gorgeous concepts to really transform our lives, to move forward in a positive direction and bring more juicy magnetic experiences into our lives. So um, this is such a, such a juicy, beautiful episode. I can't wait. She is just such a bright light and her energy is incredible. We've connected online many months ago and there is just this magnetic force that comes through in all of the things that she shares and I love her perspective and her wisdom and her journey and all her stories in today's episode and I know you're going to love it too. You're going to get so much juicy, amazing wisdom from it. So I hope you enjoy the stickiness and the sweetness in today's podcast episode. 
So hello, Uh, welcome to Topanga Moon Podcast. I'm here with Estefania. She's a beautiful yoga teacher of the honey method, which we're going to get into today and hear about her whole journey and how she created this method and all of the beautiful offerings that she has. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited, my international friend. (laughs) (laughs) thank you Anna Um, as we talked before I'm a big fan of your uh, full and new moon meditation so it's just an honor to be on your podcast I'm so excited it's like being a groupie oh my gosh um, (laughs) I love this I swear like listening to your voice uh, remember me always when I'm lying in bed and listening to your meditation so it's kind of exciting for me um, for all of you, for all the American Canadian humans that listen into your podcast, I'm sorry, I'm not English. I'm from originally from Spain. I live in Germany. So if I do some grammar mistakes or some spelling mistakes, please don't get me wrong. I try my best. <laughs> okay, we love it. It's all about the energy. That's true. That's true. Yeah. um, But yeah, so I want to start from the beginning and kind of hear a little bit about your journey, where you grew up, what brought you to Germany, and how all of these moments in your life really guided you to become this yoga instructor now and all of your creations and what you're doing now for your career. Wow, this like this amused me almost to tears. Actually, your question uh, just hit me different right now. Mm. Um, yeah, why I'm in Germany is because um, Spain wasn't economically uh, really secure, so my parents decided to come to Germany to work uh, as migrants. So yeah, I, like growing up in Germany was kind of tough as a migrant. Yeah, I didn't had so many German friends if I'm honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it was kind of tough because um funny now I I remember something from my childhood that um the first three years I couldn't speak uh German I just uh um I was used to speak Spanish so I only could um speak Spanish and um my kindergarten uh, kindergarten uh, people mm-hmm. there, they couldn't understand me. So they were always kind of uh, annoyed by me because I was crying all the time because uh-huh. I couldn't express myself. Um, so, yeah, this is a tiny part of growing up in Germany. It got better with the time, obviously, but it was always, you were always the other. And mm-hmm. um, with other behaviors, another way of expressing yourself because I'm really loud I I'm really direct um a lot I love to say what I think and um, I'm really present with with my being so this brought me moments of a lot of tears Mm. and it made it hard for me to understand myself especially as a young adolescent um when it's heavy anyway being an adolescent is heavy like with 14 or 15 years is like who are you who are who am I where do I belong because I've never felt home here in Germany it's still not that I feel home here even if my husband is German even that I have two kids yeah. uh, that are growing up in Germany it's still not my home and so I always grew up with this dualities of where do I belong who am I who should I be and um yeah so this is the main point that I struggled for so many years to express myself in this world being also someone who loves so many different things um that um people couldn't understand like also my parents not because they're immigrant they came here to work and to to bring money to support Mm -hmm. the family and all that stuff so they grew up with the mindset of um you have to learn you have to make money and uh, if you learn this you have to become this if you learn the other thing you will become this so having this traditional jobs yeah traditional jobs and, I had um, the same experience because my family's from Croatia and we moved or they moved to Canada 
So it's the exact same. Like I relate so much to your story because so many ways I feel that too. Like it doesn't feel like my soul home here, but I'm here and all of our culture like is based off of, you know, the Croatian culture and, you know, I went to Croatian church and Croatian schools on the weekend. So there was this duality of being like, well, I'm, you know, in Canada, but feeling more into this other background that I'm part of. Yeah. And it's heavy. Like you, you are the whole time connected to, to two worlds. Mm-hmm. Like some point, I mean, my mother, she's the strongest woman I know. She got me with 18. She got pregnant really early. So this is that like my my parents married so they came here to Germany because my mother wasn't allowed allowed to go to Germany before not being married to my father so um and then she got pregnant of me and she couldn't speak German at all she didn't finish like she finished school but she didn't have anything no like not proper studies finished yet so my mom she's not the she's a businesswoman. She, she finished university. She's wow. She's amazing. But still like for them is like, you need a good job to make money because this is what it's about. We ha- you have to fight for it all the time because no one will give you anything if you're not doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So this is how I grew up. And obviously, and then they got me like, I know that my parents, parents love me and my mom, she loves me for the human I am. And yeah. After years, they kind of start to understand who I am and they love, they start to love yoga and this yoga part of me. But it was a big, big fight over years mm. where they asked me, what do you want to do? What do you want to do for a living? What is, what are you, what is your plan? And I was all the time like, I don't know. I want to save the world. This was like, I knew that I want to save the world. I didn't know how. Yeah, it didn't sound realistic, but I felt it. Mm. Wanting and, to uh, have a contribution to the impact of others, exactly. Yeah, and that yeah, can no, come no, in I, so I many was, different ways. Yeah, but also like, no, I I really wanted to make a, <laughs> I wanted to be a politician actually. So this is why mm-hmm. everything then after finishing school and starting university. Um, was followed by the idea to work for the government. Um, oh, for okay, poli- so you started in that. I started in this. And then I was 20, 21, and yoga, I well, yoga found me, but in a really strange way. Because my neighbor, I was, yeah, 20, 21, and my neighbor, she was um, a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And she invited me. She said, hey, look, you have to try it out. And I was like... Okay, I will try it out. So I was already with my husband. Um, I actually wanted to go to Spain, but I but my parents told me like, no, don't go back to Spain. Study here is much better. And I met my husband, well, my my boyfriend. Uh, on that time, we moved really quickly together, and then I had that ni- neighborhood telling me I should join yoga. And it wasn't a time that I was really confused because actually I wanted to be in Spain and not in Germany, but I had this cute boyfriend that I stayed. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I said, yeah, look, let's, 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 uh, let's get into yoga. So it was my first yoga class that I, that was so ridiculous for me that everything was so, what is this? They were chanting and me 21 or 20 that I was on that time chanting what is this like people singing together some weird stuff that I don't understand where did I land so I left the class and I never came back to that class oh that's so interesting (laughs) I said like yoga is not my thing so um yeah of course like this chanting and this group energy flowing like nowadays I can I can understand and maybe relate to it but this was too heavy for my heart and for my body system um even when I was already really into mystical things like tarot cards reading because I can read tarot cards since I'm 14 oh but but chanting wasn't my start but like chanting together in a group like was too hippie like this this kind of image that you have from people 
So um, I stopped going to any yoga class. And then I got pregnant of my first son, Pablo. Mm, and then he was two or three years. We decided to go to Cape Town to so I can do their um, uh, internship and to live there. So I went to Cape Town. I, I lived there for a few months with my son. And I worked for an organization that um, is planting uh, trees in uh, South Africa, in townships and all around the rural areas. And um, so this group was used to do yoga. And, and I was yoga came my, back. The yoga came back in another really interesting way because I used to do a lot of sports. Uh, I used to swim and do ballet. So I missed doing sports. And I was by myself with my son mm -hmm. and I couldn't go to the gym or somewhere else. So I bought myself also a magazine with a DVD of yoga. This was kind of funny because I said, like, maybe I can put the DVD on and I make in, with the screen some some yoga movements. And then this group was also doing yoga. So the topic yoga just came back in a really strange way. And I I started to connect it again through the movement. Because before this was through community and chanting and energetical exchanges that I couldn't relate. And three, four years later, it came back. And I remember, I remember when I left Cape Town, I told myself that I will do a yoga teacher training um, to come back and teach yoga to these kids in the townships of South Africa. I said, I will start a project um, that will help me to, to support these communities. So this was my idea. Uh, but I knew that I wouldn't do the teacher training right now because I knew on that moment that it would change my life. So I waited like for about four or five years to do a teacher training. And uh, my idea was to uh, to work for uh, the government in politics um, because I was I, I, I used to be a sub-Saharan African specialist. <laughs> I was doing my PhD on uh, in Mozambique, well, about the topic of Mozambique, about the historical process about the decolonization and the current conflict. And um, so before starting my PhD and after giving birth to my second child, Alma, um, like I think she was nine months old, I did my teacher training finally, because this years I knew that yoga would, would come and it came again. So this is where my journey started with being a yoga teacher, knowing that to wrap everything up, knowing that I want to change the world, starting from that point, then missing the movement, then finding a way of expressing myself. And um, yoga gave me kind of voice. And it wasn't about talking. It was really about moving and and expressing this voice in movements mm -hmm. that for so many years felt kind of stuck. Um, and then, of course, becoming a yoga teacher after so many years of waiting and having this vision felt so relieved. I felt so relieved. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, so starting teaching changed my life. That all the the all the decisions that I took, they changed. Um, I stopped my PhD because it didn't make any sense anymore to me. And this is where also my parents started to question me, like, what I what are you supposed to do? What what is your what is your goal in your life? <laughs> and I was like, changing the world. <laughs> I love it. There's so there many this things I want to ask about this. So two things. Um, how did you approach this idea of surrender? Because there had to be a lot of surrender in the timing of everything. And I think that's a huge piece in how we create things in our lives and how we co-create and how things materialize is really this like acceptance and surrender of 
you know, this, this right time. And then also, um, how did you develop your honey method? And I want to hear more about that because it, there is something really beautiful and unique about your expression and what really drew me to, to your work when I, when we first connected and, um, there's this like magnetism that comes through and I feel like it's just something so unique and so pure that comes through in your work. So I want to hear about those two things. So the practice of surrender that I'm at, thank you so much for this question. Uh, they are just like really moving me right now. You, I, I, I would love you to to experience that that emotion that just comes up with your questions. So the practice of surrender that I had the the last years is cultivating patience. For example, with um, with my yoga journey of waiting to become a yoga teacher, I wasn't in a rush. Mm. Thinking back, I wasn't in a rush being a yoga teacher. Like most of people, when they have an idea, I mean, I'm also like this. I don't want to <laughs> exclude myself in it. I'm also like, I have an idea. I want to get into it immediately. But I don't know why, even being so as well as like this, like wanting to do the things in that second. I don't know why, what happened, why yoga, I was patient with it. I didn't felt the need to do it in this exact moment because I knew that it would change my life. Mm -hmm. And this is how I surrendered to my current situation that I just said, okay, I know I want to do it. I know I will do it. But right now is not the time to get my mind into something else. Let's finish first the things that you plan to do and it's okay to stuck with your plan but it's okay also after you finish what you wanted to finish this was my studies of 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 uh, politics to start a new journey and to change and it's not about finishing things because for example i didn't finish the phd i surrendered to my emotions that i said this is not my way anymore this is no how i want to support people because a PhD is just for a certain circle it's for people who works in this academic um um in this academic field and I knew that my words my language can support or can support myself outside of this because I didn't felt comfortable so I surrendered also to this that I said, it's not about finishing something. It's just, I waited. I was patient with myself. I listened to myself. I wasn't in a rush to take a decision. Rather, I took time and I surrendered then when I took the responsibility for my emotion instead of going with the ego that would be much nicer to be a migrant girl um, that wasn't like my parents supported me well financially they they were limited so but they supported me but there was a limit in the support mm -hmm. um like having a phd coming from downtown like the worst city in uh, frankfurt you can come it's offenbach <laughs> so this young girl this ego from this young girl that wanted to show everyone that she can make it to something big and I surrendered to my emotion that just told me like, hi, Estefania, you don't need this PhD. You are called to do something else. Mm -hmm. You are called to change your the world around you in another way that might not how you wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. It will yeah, be different. I, I think people don't realize how big of a step that is and how big of a you know, internal um, knowing and trust within yourself that has to come through. I have a very similar story where I was studying science and working in the hospital before I went into my film career. And it, it was the same thing of like coming from immigrant parents and wanting to prove to them that like I could be the doctor of the family. And like, you know, I was smart enough to complete it. And I was really excelling I worked in the ER. I worked in all these places in the hospital that were 
um, high stress and all these things that I was able to achieve, but there was something inside of me that says, no, this is, you know, not your path and to step away from that. And like you said, to not listen to the ego and really surrender into what your internal guidance system is telling you and moving you towards. So, yeah, I feel like there's a, a lot of like correlation with that. And then now you're getting into, you know, you've, yeah, you've left your PhD and how did you start to develop your honey method? And I want to hear more about what that actually means. So yeah, honey is for me, the sweet and stickiness is if we think about mm, also it's a way of surrendering, it's like surrendering is being patient with yourself taking responsibility for the person you are in this exact moment and this is honey as well so this is what I understand when I think of honey is like honey can be sweet but sticky and it can be tough you have to be patient for example if you want to make a bread with a bit of honey it takes time you are not taking the butter and the butter is like flowing around it's like you take honey it's like first heavy imagine like um night dipping into um the honey and then till it takes it takes time to put it on your bread and into your piece of bread so honey means being patient with yourself it means um handling and surrendering into certain moments of your life and it's okay and it's important to feel the sticky parts where you feel mm -hmm. stuck and it's important to feel them in order to learn how to guide them and also at the end it, you will have the sweetness in on in your mouth on your lips that will help you to 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 grow so these two parts, the stickiness and the sweet parts, is just a part of my life. So this is how I developed this idea of the honey method, that all the the um, stories that are part of my life that made me to the person who I who am today um, remember me of honey that I created in order to show people um, that they have to learn patients also in their daily yoga practice you are not learning in handstand you're not learning uh, i don't know certain asanas quickly and i'm still learning them every day i'm like um repetition is the key and this is also part of the honey method it's like repetition is the key that you're feeling the stickiness and all the time till one day you will come to the sweet point and then you will come back to the sticky part and you start all over again but you have the patience because you're surrendering into the present moment and not just the present moment you're embracing yourself in this exact moment so the honey method means to be patient to learn to be patient with yourself to meet you where you are right now in order to feel to to taste and um to grow so wherever you are just take you as you are and then you can feel the honey I love that so much I think that's such a great representation of not only the practice but just our daily lives and your whole experience and your like the duality too that you're talking about throughout your whole life of really being those like pivotal moments for your expansion and just like there's this you know um theme or essence that is coming through in all moments of your life and that is your method to uh, transform other people and help other people so I think it's so incredible that you've created this kind of imagery and this like um, there as soon as I like you know read that about in your profile or even saw your videos um, there was just this like image that came to my mind. There was this like tangible visualization that I had. And I think that really connects with people and speaks to the authenticity of what you share. Um, I want to get into uh, the calendar that you created and this idea of embracing the chaos, because I think that also connects with your 
theme of the the honey method. So what does it mean to you to embrace the chaos? Um, And, you know, what does, how does that relate to the things that you're teaching and this calendar that you've created? And so let's go into the chaos. (laughs) Embracing the chaos, because um, as I told you at the beginning, I'm, I'm a person who loves so many different things. And it's not because I'm talented. I'm really interested. I think, yeah, I, I don't know if there really exists something like talents, but you can be interested. So I have a lot of interests and I'm really fast in thinking. I'm really fast in acting. I'm really fast in so many things. So whenever I practice yoga and my best friends always tell me like, oh my God, Estefania, when you are on the yoga mat or when you are teaching, you are so different. You're so calm. You're so centered. You are peace. And outside the mat is like, woo, all the craziness, the Spanish uh, and um, fiery energies coming up. And this is why I always tell people I'm chaos, totally. Not because I'm unstructured. I'm I'm a really structured person, but I'm chaotic in a positive way that I'm handling so many different things at the same time in my personal life, in my professional life. So handling things, I came to the conclusion, I know I'm I'm chaos, I'm pure chaos. And actually, I love it. I love it to have this so many interests to, to be able to work under so many aspects um, that people shouldn't think that chaos is something negative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chaos is so beautiful. It's so important to feel every sensation of your body, of your mind, that we need to embrace it. So this is also like when you, it's like if I, if I say people, when they feel chaos, they feel stuck mm. and they stop, they stop moving. They stop interacting with themselves. Um, so they're sticky. <laughs> so slowing down, being patient, observing, embracing those feelings and understanding is the essence of the honey, is the essence of embracing yourself and connot- and connotate chaos in something beautiful and something important. Imagine if we would just do one thing. This would be so boring. Life would be boring. I mean, mm-hmm. we only have this life. We are not coming back to this person you are right now neither Anna nor or me as Stefania we are not coming back like this we will come back as something different you can believe in so many different things Mm -hmm. but right now it's the time to experience so many different ways as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as you are not killing anyone as long as you are sharing love and light try it out embrace this beautiful chaos that we are surrounded with Mm-hmm. And embracing is so important in order to surrender, to come back to the surrender practice as yeah. well. So embracing the chaos, I'm using it now for the last, I think I started in 2020s was the first time when I I just sat for a moment. I was thinking of myself and I said, okay, it's okay. You are chaos and it's okay to be a chaos because I love it. I love it. And people for many, many years were criticizing me and telling me how to be that for the first time when I like thought of the slogan, embracing the chaos, I feel so secure of who I am. It doesn't, I don't want to say that I'm not, there are no more times where I'm not um, questioning myself a lot of times all the time, but it's like, I feel me every day a bit more because I'm embracing the person who I am. And this is my dog. (laughs) Yes. Embrace the chaos. I think that's really cool because I, when I think of the universe and like the cosmos and all of that, I think there's so much chaos, but there's order in the chaos. Do you know what I mean? Like where things have to like, it seems so chaotic, but everything is, is in beautiful harmony in that chaos if you think about like quantum physics and all of those things so I think that's amazing and this is actually exactly what people need to learn from my perspective that we have to learn to not 
like being flexible also sounds really harsh but is it exactly what we need to be like things are not working always out as we wish it and to be and for example as you mentioned before like you were working in a hospital people were expecting something from you you expected uh, expected something from yourself and like there was like there was a moment in your life that you couldn't control this anymore because you weren't um ready to control it you 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 didn't want to control it anymore so uh you had to be flexible in order to take responsibility for uh yourself and and your needs and um and you embraced this moment even if it felt chaotic even if it felt strange and and unfamiliar um but it was necessary in order to grow and follow your life purpose mm-hmm. and, and this is what most of people are not doing they 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 get nervous when they think about chaos they get anxious about it instead of taking a minute stepping out of their comfort zone and things that they are they used to know and embracing themselves and loving themselves for who, who they are and coming back to your question the honey method and why and everything is like why i started this philosophy that is connected to to embracing the chaos is um when i practice yoga for example i embrace myself so much i accept myself i have a lot of issues with my cervical spine mm-hmm. um i don't ha- i only have 70% of the senses in my left arm and there was a time i was really anxious about it and i was really scared and i was really angry but working with this parts of mine and accepting them in my yoga practice where you where i can feel them most because obviously there are some things that i'm struggling with even if i'm practicing every day and embracing this part of me being patient um feeling the stickiness but learning how to manage the stickiness in order to flow in my way in my in the most um authentic way in that exact moment mm-hmm. is what gives life to my words and and thoughts and emotions so this is what what well is my purpose to teach other people um around the world is that they learn to navigate those sticky chaotic feelings and make them sweet not because they ch- like the things don't change our perspective on it changes it doesn't get less stickier mm. it gets sweeter <laughs> to flow with it that makes and, me think of um just owning our shadows like owning the parts of us that are maybe not as perfect or you know all of these different things and when we mm-hmm. when we own something and when we can really just embrace it like you said embrace the stickiness there is that sweetness that can come through because um it's the authentic us. It's like there are all these different parts of us, but that doesn't make us bad. It's like we're we're supposed to be sharing those parts of us. And we shouldn't be scared. We shouldn't I, I'm not scared telling you, yes, I'm I'm ca- I'm chaos, I'm pure chaos. And you shouldn't be scared of telling me because this is what makes us humble and was and also at simultaneously connects us to each other because this is the human experience the human experience is not linear is not perfect it's just human mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and i love to tell people what scares me well i love i well it sounds like really i don't know but it's not about <laughs> loving it's like i i i'm open like let, let's say it like this i'm open to tell people what scare me i'm open to tell them 
that I feel insecure. I don't have any problem to tell you sometimes that I'm in front of people and I'm thinking to myself, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Why am I doing this again? Uh, standing in front of people and you see all eyes on you and I'm like, oh God, I'm scared. Um, and but I don't know what- That's so magnetic. Like that's what people love. It like draws people in. It's like the sticky parts of us is actually what people like, want to see from us do you know what I mean like there's that there's this magnetism that comes through when you own it and you can acknowledge it or accept it I think that's really amazing yeah and this connects us because Mm -hmm. we all have this human experience and in one and another way so talking about the sticky parts of life connected uh, connects us not just to ourselves but to the people around us that they can relate to it, right? And they can relate to their own stories because as you, as we were talking about, you have your same, well, like we are connected. We have a kind of similar story yeah. growing, growing up as immigrants in foreign countries is not, is not simple. And we are owning this story in our way. Mm-hmm. We are owning the story because we set boundaries to our old family patterns we we set boundaries with people that have might judge us in the past for the way we are for the way we think for the way we eat um and um we also grew through this mm-hmm. i think and this connects us in so many ways and there are so many people out there they might have felt the way we are feeling also the sense of home i don't have a sense of home I don't have a home, like my home with my kids. Um, and yeah, I can say, yeah, my home is, is where I am. Yeah, can be. But it's more like, like there's no something like home. It's There's acceptance, there's love. But we don't need a physical home or, or a non-physical home. It's about the connections we make mm-hmm. to life that makes us feel safe in certain spaces. Mm. I love that so much. Um, I want to get into more about the movement and how movement has really just expanded your life. And how do you see the connection between movement and creation, movement and manifestation? Because I think we... Like I can think of like, you know, the mind, um, body and soul, they all have to be um, in somewhat of like balance. Like we can't just focus on the the mind part or the soul part because we are in a physical world. And I always have to remind myself of like moving our body, our physical world. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier with the, the meditations and how you, you know, really connect to being in like a physical world. Um, in them. And I think that's a huge part and that is connected to the movement. So how do you see that connection of movement and, and manifesting or creating desires that you have for your life? Mm, I think movement is not a manifestation itself. It doesn't Mm. manifest itself. Movement is like is like the way you move just pictures a moment of how you feel in in this exact moment mm-hmm. so um it's just a way of expressing it's a way of getting out of stickiness so uh, last day i had that conversation kind of um because people ask me what do you mean with movement is medicine and this is exactly when you feel stuck, this heaviness in the physical parts of you. People stay in this stuck feeling and they don't move. They sit, they, 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 they don't move. They, they just put some Netflix on and they don't move. Mm-hmm. For me, for example, if I feel this stickiness, my, my heart feels heavy. The first thing that I do is forcing myself to move in order to not create something is more about opening Mm -hmm. and when I create this openness within my body through the movement and and 
this is the moment where I can start thinking of new steps. So it's not a manifestation of itself. It's a way of digesting of how you feel in this exact moment. And when you made it to move because you felt in heavy heart and you get out of your uh, out of your mat again, this is when then you start to be open to receive new things. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yeah, this so is good. this is like, like movement is more digesting. It's it's digesting certain emotions and certain situations. This is how I perceive it personally, because my 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 body language is translated to to my soul while I'm moving. So I don't think about the things I want to do. It's more in that moment. I just think of, please let me breathe. Please, please, I need to breathe again. And then when I finished and my, my soul feels calm, I understood what my body wanted to tell me. Afterwards, I can start creating things. I can start receive, again, new insights and and, and can um, understand the world around me much better than before. So I see it more as a digesting process of the happenings of before of the past <laughs> it's, and, the, and, it's um, like the through line to get you from one space or one energy to the next so that like you said you can be open you can be um I guess more in flow right and it's connected yeah. to you know what flow means to even yoga and, and how that relates to the flow in our life when we're when we're kind of like on the river in the flow, um, things just seem to come in and we're not thinking about it. And we're not, you know, cause we're not stuck in a stagnant place. We're in flow. And I, I think about water a lot, um, because, you know, water is such an amazing, beautiful, magical thing that we have. And it's just like that constant flow of the river, um, allows water um especially in like a natural spring to be alive like water in its alive form has to always be moving and that's such a beautiful correlation to what you were talking about with the with the movement and just like it's the just conduit yes yeah, just being in this moment is if if you are sitting next to your river and you're just observing the water you will realize that you're just thinking of the water and you're not thinking about what happened before or what would happen next because this is not how manifestation works right manifest manifesting is something that we do unconsciously is it's well we can manifest it consciously and tell people what we do, what we want to do but we need a plan if we if we say it out loud mm -hmm. if it happens unconsciously it expresses itself naturally in that moment. So it's the same with movement. It's like you digest what, what was wrong with you. You try to understand yourself. You're just sitting and observing and listening to yourself before you start doing something else. And and um, I love the element water as well. You can relate honey to water. It can Water is a really heavy element sometimes. It depends from which perspective you are looking at it or falling into it. Yeah. So um, I think this is how the human being needs to observe life, that we are part of so many different elements of nature, and we are nature. We are part of the... Um, um, system of this natural system that we sometimes forget and if we live in in a natural way with those waves and with those elements we we would stop feeling the need to know the future already or to being stuck in the past we would live more in the now I don't say that I'm doing this all the time it's the most difficult thing in life but what I do know, or what I practice on a personal level, is on my yoga mat, digesting the moment in this exact moment, and also when I teach, I I don't prepare my classes so much. 
I really go with the energy in this exact moment. I kind of can have a kind of topic, but I'm not trying to have it all planned. I'm really going with the energy and how it's like how the people need to digest their their current situation. And you can feel it in a room. When you enter a room, you can feel the energy and you can feel, do they feel especially tired? Do they feel especially stressed? So this is like, I don't, when I teach, I don't think so much. I just, the words just come by themselves. They are just, they, 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 they come naturally to me and I can't like control it. And when I try to control it, it gets wrong. Like it's not working. <laughs> it's like then my my hours are not so authentically as they used to be when I try to control this process of digesting also my day. As you said before, you created your meditations for yourself. Yeah. So this is like also teaching. It's like I I create the 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 honey method for myself to express to tell people, ah, this is me actually. This is who I am. Yeah. Uh, you are welcome into my house to join me. <laughs> yes. Um, so it, it's like um, anytime I try to do something because I think somebody else would want that, it doesn't work. It never works. <laughs> That's the same with my writing and everything that I do in, in film. And like just whenever I'm just thinking like, oh, this is what I should do or, oh, this is what other people want from this it just doesn't mm -hmm. translate. And there is just this like different energetic where if when we're creating from what what really is like lighting us up inside, that's what people just gravitate towards. And time and time mm -hmm. again, it's like I see that and it's just such a good reminder. So and therefore you need to digest first because you need to mm. understand what is happening to me. What is happening right now in this moment? And therefore you need to move. Therefore you need to sit next to the river and, and observe. Being the observer of your own thoughts and your own movements can be so powerful in order to digest everything. And then you start creating. Then is where you get to the table and start writing because you understood what was happening with you. And this is the movement. And this is the way of of the most beautiful way or what I think is a human being can express itself afterwards, after moving, after um, digesting in so many different ways. Because everything that we create is just the result of digesting emotions, digested emotions, actually. And they are powerful and they are beautiful and they are necessary in order to change the world or in order to to yeah be an impact in your in your uh, society and you are having a great impact with your meditations because for example for me is like whenever i feel stressed and there's no movement that can that can help me anymore i need a meditation but a meditation that helps me to vision certain elements of life of nature as you you work a lot with this natural habitat mm -hmm. um and this helps me to focus my mind into something different and let myself flow and digest unconsciously. Mm, and to feel I love that. Really? There's, there's two things I want to um, dive into. Um, and I know you have to probably go soon. But um, the first thing is we have a winter solstice coming up. We have the new year. What are some of your like, you know, traditions, rituals, things that you're like really excited to dive into? I always feel like this is a time of year that's like really magical and sparkly and juicy and like, especially when it comes to going like inwards and really doing the practices and all that lovely stuff. And then I want to talk a little bit about your retreats because from what I've seen and from what you've shared about your retreats, they're like on another level. <laughs> And I know you have some really incredible ones coming up. So yeah, we'll go into those. So start with um, just your like beautiful rituals or, or practices that you have coming up for like the winter solstice, if you do that, or like maybe there's some like incredible markets because I know even Germany's like known for having these 
beautiful like holiday markets yeah I'm usually not going so much there because they're so full and busy yeah because they're like world known (laughs) um like actually the biggest thing I always do and it's not like connected to a special date it's more around a period of time between the years is like and it's the most easiest thing I can really recommend this because what I noticed how many things we forget during a year and what I do is going to my gallery and take a look really from the beginning the first gen of 2023 till the last picture I took in 2023 and just taking a roll on all the pictures I took in this year and what happens so much to me is like I say oh my god this happened this year wasn't it last year oh my god and this and this and this and afterwards like I feel so thankful because my gallery on my phone just um, remembered me how many beautiful things I actually did, how many beautiful classes, how many beautiful moments I captured with my phone and this intro perspective into what have I done so far makes you realize how amazing you are doing. Like how many things you have achieved so far that because it's for the human mind, it's more easy to say, oh, you have to do this and this and this remembering of your to-do list instead of sometimes just hold on, um, press pause and just think, oh my God, I have achieved actually so many things already. And this is my, like my favorite time of the year when taking a look at my gallery and actually making also um, a short video out of this that I say okay 12 I choose 12 videos or 12 pictures of 2023 they were so important for me that need to be in one video Mm. so this is like it's not happening in in the winter solistic or um, in any other ritual it's just a moment that I took take for myself to just digest the year, what has happened. And then afterwards asking myself, where do you do I want to go from here? And I did this actually already a few times the last weeks, asking myself, where do I want to go? I was looking at my picture gallery on my phone, taking a look on where I have been this year. And asking myself, where do I want to be next year? And so talking about my retreats and everything, my my vision was always because I don't want to feel stuck in a room because many yoga teachers, they have beautiful studios. And I love this idea of having a space just for yourself where people can come Mm -hmm. and visit you. I love this idea so much, but it's hard for me having a studio, for example, in Germany, because actually I don't want to be here. Even when I'm so thankful for this beautiful community, I have so supportive, so amazing. But it's like for me, having a studio here made, would make me feel stuck. So my dream was always like connecting around the world. Like, for example, having this podcast with you, you sitting in Canada, yeah. I'm sitting here in Frankfurt. This vision of connecting with so many people. I was supposed to go to Beirut in October, but due to the um, happenings in the Middle East, um, like the sad um, truth that I couldn't go. So, but connecting with so many beautiful souls that are on the same path as you was always my dream so this is why when I did this gallery photo uh, reflection I just realized that I want to do it more and suddenly it came up Um, a yoga teacher of Rome connected with me and just told me like hey I would love to have you here in Rome and teach a yoga class Mm. then my favorite city in Germany, Berlin. Then I connected with friends of mine that are doing um, reformer Pilates. And they said, look, we love Mallorca. Let's organize something together. And I'm a human that loves to connect with other people because this is the way to to grow um, in such a pure and easy way. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so my dream of 
getting around, travel around, connecting around um, is 2024 will be like the main, main point. Um, and Ibiza, one of my favorite islands. <laughs> oh, I haven't been, but I, I really oh, care and I really want to go to uh, Mallorca too. I think it's just I can so tell beautiful. Like, Mallorca is beautiful, but Ibiza, the energy of this island, like really? my first four years ago. And I couldn't believe people always told me like, oh, Ibiza and the energy of Ibiza, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah. when I was there, this energy is unique. I never felt so free and everything was like magnetic, like everything, the whole, like yourself, you feel magnetic. Everything feels magnetic on this island. So all the dreams that I dream, because I remember the first time when I, when I arrived to Ibiza, I, I told my friend, I said, look, I, this for sure I will do a retreat here and four years later later in June I will have a retreat in Ibiza so wow. as I said digesting what what have happened the last month and when I digest I'm able to manifest mm. in an unconscious way um so Getting around and meeting people is one of my biggest goals in life and um, sharing energies in, in movement and in, um, in good conversations as we have um, helps me to, yeah, to, to get out and share the message that I have that um, embracing chaos is the most beautiful way of learning navigate of to learn to navigate life mm. in an one and another way so um yeah this is me that's so <laughs> beautiful um I love that I love that how it there's this like through line in this full connection and all of your work and uh, the way you talk about digest digesting and how that allows you to just like open up the space for you know, what you want, what your intentions are. And it's like, you know, for me, I'm always like, okay, you know, God knows what I want to cre create. It's like, I have to get out of my own way and, and surrender um, and just allow it to come in the, in the best way it's supposed to come for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful reminder. And I'm so thankful that you just gave me that reminder because right now I'm intending on something and waiting for it to like come through this, this, uh, script that I wrote. And, um, I just think it's just so incredible to remember that, that it's through the digestion it's through the moments it's through being present. And you're such a beautiful example of that. Um, where can everyone find you in your work? And are there even spaces available for your retreat? I feel like they're just like already taken. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So, yeah, on Instagram, honey.yoga.by.esther. It's a bit difficult, but honey yoga by Esther. Um, I love to connect there with people. As you see, we connected through Instagram. Yeah. I found Instagram, actually. And, um, yeah, uh, Mallorca is fully booked already in April. Which is incredible. That was, like, crazy. People went crazy because, I mean, we love yoga retreats. We are, let's be honest we love everyone loves yoga retreats but sometimes they can be not boring don't get me wrong but it's nice to have some if people are not so much into yoga they love yoga but they love also to train train other things mm -hmm. then it's a good cool combination to have this reformer pilates that's just so hip everyone wants to do reformer pilates yeah so um yeah i think this the combination is really good I'm not a reformer Pilates teacher. Um, I never, well, never say never, but I love yoga too much. It's my yeah. way of expressing myself. So I stuck with this. And in June in Ibiza, I still have five spots left, but this is more a retreat training because I love not to, to I love to teach people, but I love that at the end of the teachings, people get back home and they have learned something. So in this training, people like yoga teachers have the possibility to get their 25-hour certification from Yasep Yoga Alliance. And people who are not yoga teachers but love to learn um, how to find their voice, because you can be a yoga teacher or not yoga teacher, but it's always 
hard to know who you are. We talked about before, it's a long process. So mm -hmm. there are some tools how and connecting with other humans that maybe have the same struggle or the same feeling. So um, yeah, this is the perfect island for it. Ibiza, finding yourself right. and like next day. <laughs> That's so, so yeah. Exciting. One um, day you'll have to do one in Croatia. I oh my god. I my my friend, my best friend, she's also from Croatia. Um but I don't know the island where she has a house. I forgot. I hope Anna that one day we will meet in person as sub yes. as sub as sub. And I've been to Germany a, a couple times because I have family there. Um where? Uh I've been to uh, in Munich. But oh. I've been to Munich and I've been to Frankfurt, so. Oh, my God. So next time we see each other here. Yeah, and Croatia's <laughs> not far. No, I will also come to Croatia. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, this has been so incredible. I'm just so grateful for your energy, how we connected, all the work that you're doing. You're just such a beautiful, shiny example for me. And, and I'm just just so inspired by all the work that you're doing and I love your day I love your like daily chats like you do this daily thing on your Instagram and you're just kind of like you know talking to the camera it's one of my favorite things I love it I love hearing what, what's happening in your life <laughs> Thank you. embracing the chaos <laughs> I love it you can always hear like a dog a cat kids around yeah. like this is me, but I'm not scared to show me anymore. Mm. And okay. I hope the people out there are not scared either. I hope that everyone who's listening right now um, has the courage to stand up with their chaos and embracing them because this could heal the world in so many ways. Um, so, yeah, the reminder of the day. <laughs> I love it. 